You are listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church, located at 3144 South Home Avenue in Berwyn, Illinois. We invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9 o'clock a.m. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. People are kind of tribal. This is part of our nature. What I mean by tribal, uh, it means that we form small groups that we're attached to. And very often, we, we see those groups in opposition to other groups. And so you can see it in communities, you can see it in political parties, in religions, all sorts of different ways. Now in some ways, being tribal is actually a good thing. I, as a single human being, could never possibly try to take care of the whole world. If I saw everybody in the world as my tribe, it would mean that I would take care of no one. Because all I do is look out in the world and say, whoa! How in the world can I buy bread for all these people, right? Like Philip. But in other ways, though, tribalism can create conflict between groups. We see that especially in the way America is divided. Sometimes it's simply we argue because we like arguing with the other side, with people from different communities, political parties, religions, whatever. Tribalism can cause conflict. We see in our reading from Galatians a tribal conflict. The conflict between Jews and Gentiles. Between God's law from Mount Sinai and the grace of God in Christ. And we see it in an allegory. An allegory between Isaac, the son of Sarah, and Ishmael, the son of Hagar. Isaac represents the promise of God and Ishmael, the law. Now, uh, Paul doesn't come up with this metaphor. We see this metaphor in documents from Judaism during this time period. From the second century BC, uh, a Jewish writer used the same allegory to talk about God's chosen people. For this writer, the Jews were chosen by Isaac. They believed that uh, God chose Abraham, and Abraham grew up into being the perfect, faithful law follower. He followed the covenant of God perfectly, and then passed that on to his family. And through that image, that metaphor, they saw all of the Jews as having the blessing of God through his law. The Gentiles, on the other hand, they were like Ishmael. They were cast out from God. They were sinners. They were not chosen and received only condemnation. In this metaphor, we see God blessing his people because of their obedience and God cursing people because of their failure. Now, St. Paul takes this metaphor and flips it. He takes the metaphor and says, the Gentiles are chosen through Isaac, and the Jews, in their rebellion against God and their desire to follow the law, 
are Ishmael. He tells them that God's grace doesn't follow normal human rules. What do we mean by that? When God came to Isaac, why did he choose him? Did God choose Isaac because he followed God's law? Because he was better? The Bible doesn't give us any indication of that. Ishmael, too, would have followed God's law. He was circumcised. He was the son of Abraham. Everything that Abraham and Isaac did, Ishmael would have done, too. It's not because Isaac followed the law and Ishmael didn't. Was it because Ishmael was an illegitimate son? He wasn't the son of the marriage. He was the son of a slave woman. Nope, it wasn't that either. Technically, the way their culture worked, Ishmael was born through a legal fiction, the son of Sarah. When you had a servant take the place of the woman who couldn't have children. So he was considered Abraham's family, not Hagar's. He was considered the full heir and son. By all the normal human rules, Ishmael should have been chosen as the heir. Was it because Isaac was a more upstanding individual? The Bible doesn't give us any indication of that either. In fact, when we see his sons, we see Isaac falling into the pattern that we see so often of having a favorite and not even the right favorite. It wasn't because Ishmael was wicked and Isaac was good. You want to know why God chose Isaac? Because he chose Isaac. Because God's grace doesn't come in response to our human ability. God's grace comes to us because God's grace comes to us. Because God makes a decision to call people who are wicked, who can't follow his law, who need grace and salvation to flee our, our sinful condition, he calls people like you and me. And what St. Paul is telling the Galatians is that if you dive into this this thinking of the, the Jews and following the law and that's how you become God's people, you're actually going to be part of the slave family, rejected by God because you turn away from his grace and run towards the law as if those things can make you part of the family of God. But no. Instead, It's God's choice. That's because God's grace doesn't follow human rules. We can see the error of the Jews in Galatia and sometimes in the way the church works. Sometimes we want people to look like us before we accept them. Not too long ago, it looked like social behavior. To be accepted into a church, you had to dress the right way, get a haircut the right way. You had to be morally upstanding, a member of the community. 
We look back at that now and we say, God's grace doesn't depend on our clothes, does it? Or our haircut or the, the, the way we interact with our neighbors or anything like that. But now we can see it in different ways. In many churches, you have to believe the right things about society, condemn the right things about society. In many churches, there's, you can't wear, uh, people can't wear the red shirt or the blue shirt, can only wear one or the other. It might not surprise you that there is a strain within the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod to say only Christians should be Republicans. Of course, that's not true. But sometimes we just want people to look like us. Sometimes we want people to act like us. Sometimes we want people to be moral, to have their lives under control, to be good people. But that's not why God chooses people. That's not how his grace works. In fact, God rejects a lot of really good people. There are so many people out there that are kinder, more loving, more self-sacrificial than me and you. But God doesn't choose them or us because we do good things. God chooses you because of Jesus. Because through him, his grace is a free gift. Because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it's only Christ's grace that rescues us. And so, we as the church are challenged to love and be radically graceful the way God is towards us. So we have to ask ourselves, what do we do when the most insane things the craziest, most wicked thing you can think of walks through that door. There's only one choice. Love. You've probably heard of the LCMS chaplain, Henry Garricky. It's a classic story from the history of our church. He was the chaplain to the Nazis at the Nuremberg trials. Some of the most wicked men on earth. In fact, when he was chosen, he was chosen because he knew German and he was a German Lutheran. When he was chosen, he expressed how awful and terrible it would be to go to these men and just be near them. And yet, he went and ministered to the men. He read to them God's word. He comforted them in their guilt. And several of them turned from their wickedness and came to faith. Several of them received Christ's body and blood before going to their hanging. And one of them, when, they, when just before they put the hood over his head, turned to Garricky and said, I will see you again. If God's grace can go to these men, God's grace can go to anyone. God's grace can go to you and to me. So here's some challenging questions. What do we do when the worst sins walk through that door? What do we do when a registered pedophile enters the building? 
That's a tough question, right? That gets your stomach kind of going, pretty nervous about that. Can God's grace go to them? What do we do if a, if a card-carrying KKK member walks through the door? That night before, he took off the white hood and came in. Can God's grace go to someone like that? What if we do if a man who calls himself a woman walks in that door? Do we shy away? Do we go, ooh, that's sort of weird? Or do we love? Do we open up our hearts to these people to show the grace of God? Even though they're different from us, even though they do some of the things that we hate right now, do we love like God loves? We have to. We have to figure out a way to love with God's grace the way he loves us because we don't have our lives under control either. God demands perfection. But he chooses us. Why? Because he decides to. Because Jesus died for you and for me. God's grace doesn't follow our rules doesn't meet our expectations, just like it didn't for the Jews uh, back in Galatia. God's grace comes because he gives it to us, because he chooses to save sinners. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church. For more information about getting involved, please visit concordiaburwin.org. Like us on Facebook at Concordia Lutheran Church and Little Lambs.